This week on the Meg Rock Show, I was able to sit down with Maria Lagarda. Maria is an actress, a content creator, an entrepreneur. She has her own foundation in Bogota, Colombia. She's been on different TV shows and movies. She's got millions of followers across all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, you name it. And on this podcast interview, we talk about how on February 7th, 2019, her world was turned upside down. She was filming content when she suddenly got the call from her mom that her brother had been hit by a stray bullet in the head in Colombia. Her brother was on the brink of his own success as a singer, entertainer, and their worlds were turned completely upside down. And Maria said, I am devoted because of the loss of my brother. After all that I've been through, I am devoted to live my life most authentically and to encourage others to be the same and to really help them understand that no matter what they go through in their life, they can still be the light. And you know what? Spirit wants you to do that. So in this podcast interview, we talk a lot about spirit. Maria is very, very spiritual. And we talk about how her brother still communicates with her in spirit and how their bond, even though he's not on the earthly plane, is still so huge. You guys, this podcast interview is just beautiful. Welcome to the Meg Rock Show with Manifesting Marge, enlightening you with high vibe spiritual guidance, interviews with high vibe people, and those who practice different healing modalities around the world. I help women manifest more love, more self love, more money, better health, and clarity on their life path. My purpose is to help you remember who the f- you are. Let's rock this out. Welcome, Maria. I'm so excited to have you on the Meg Rock Show. Thank you, Meg. I'm so excited to be here, honestly. Super, super excited. Yes. Okay. So you are, you're an actress, you're a content creator, an entrepreneur, a philanthropist. You've been on lots of different TV shows and movies. You've got millions of followers across all social media platforms, but most importantly, you're a human. And we all experience things in life, no matter how much success we've had, no matter where we are, in the world, even if we have a blue check beside our name, we yeah. experience things. And to have such a large platform and to be able to, to be authentic and to be human and to share your story is so empowering and inspirational on a whole, on a whole nother level. And I know your brother, we're going to hear all about this, but I know your brother mm-hmm. is shining down on you and so freaking oh. proud of what you and your sister are doing to, um, oh. to help his, his legacy shine and just to bring so much joy to the world and just to offer everyone hope. So why don't we start with that, that hard day on, on February 7th, 2019. Yes. Um, so yes. Wow. I love that intro, by the way. Thank you. I need to like record that intro and like listen to it every morning. (laughs) Um, yes. So February 7th, 2019, I was on my way back home from the gym. I called my brother we talked on the phone. Um, I was actually telling him I had just booked a TV show, um, ambitions and I was super excited and we're talking and he's just telling me how happy he is, how everything is going so amazing. His career is really taking off. And I tell him about the TV show and he goes, Maddie, I'm so excited. You just, you're going to be one of the biggest actresses in Hollywood one day. And I'm like, Oh my God, you're just saying that because you're my brother. He said, no, you're going to be one of the biggest ones. We laughed. We talked for pretty long. And then I got home. I was like, Hey, I got to get ready to film. I love you. And he said, I love you too. 
I got off the phone. I start filming content. My mom calls me about 30 minutes after screaming. I mean, for any of my mothers, obviously, that are listening to this podcast, uh, my mom called his phone and the police answered and told her, your son has just been shot in the head, ma'am. Do you have a second? And my mom calls me screaming in mid-panic. Mind you, I'm so confused. I just got off the phone with him. I was the last person to, to talk to him. And from that day on, my life changed. My sister, mine, my moms and dads, it went from everything. I, I was going great in my life. You know, my, me, my brother, my sister, we've always been very tight. My mom and dad were a very tight family. And to get those news from somebody who was perfectly healthy, um, for anybody who doesn't know, my brother was in the car and he had the driver on the left and he was in the front seat and there was a robbery happening to another car, to a Brinks truck next to him. Shots were fired. They weren't for him. There was just, you know, the people in the Brinks like trucks are always, you know, they're always, they always have guns on them. Um, eight gunshots went out and one hit him. It came in through the driver's side. It missed the driver and it hit him in the head. And that was it. Um, I get goosebumps still when I talk about it. Um, you know, and, and that changed our lives forever. It, it, it was just in that quick of a dime. I had just gotten off the phone with him and just like that, somebody who was my world, I believe my brother was my soul is my soulmate in this lifetime. My twin flame love of my life just gone. Right. And in the midst of my brother was a very public figure. His career was blowing up. He was becoming very, very famous in Latin America. So having to deal with my career taking off, my sister's career taking off, my brother publicly, it was a whirlwind of emotions and learning how to deal with grief and putting on a brave face and everything changed for me. It was the most humbling situation, you know? Um, and that is how it all that is how my life changed on February. So what did your, what did your healing look like? What, like, what was the timeline around your healing? Like how quickly were you, could you, could you snap out of the pain and trauma and, and, and become your, your, you know, your, your role as an actress, <laughs> were you able to come so, or were you just a hot mess? I'm, I'm going to be so honest with you. This, this is, this was like the craziest time of my life. So like I said, I was supposed to go on set February 14th, I was supposed to start uh, filming my second episode and we were really excited. This was like a big, um, a big stepping stone in my career that I have been working on for so long. Of course that happens. Um, I get a call my agent, can't even talk. And they were like, go to Colombia. I had to fly. This happened in Colombia. So I had to literally take that next flight and I'm literally telling them, Hey, they're going to drop me from the show. And I understand because a show costs millions of dollars to film a day. <laughs> like they can't wait around and work on my schedule because I'd only done one episode and my, my character was just beginning, you know? So I was ready and prepared to let it go. I didn't care at that moment. I was like, all good. I'm going to lose the show and I don't care, you know, but like, you know, my mind is everywhere. So I get on the flight to Columbia. We're handling all that. All of a sudden I have Will Packer, who is, um, if you know, if you know, Will Packer, he's a big, uh, Hollywood producer, he's created some of the biggest movies in Hollywood. His team reaches out and Will goes, how much time do you need? Mind you, this is my first episode. Like I had a small, I was starting off as a small role. We we're planning on making it bigger. Right. Cause it all started with what I started off with this character with one, with one episode and they loved me. And they were like, we want to bring her on the show and make her, you know, but let's, let's see. So he calls and talk and he goes, how much time do you need? Mind you, I'm like 
is this Will Packer? I mean, anybody who knows Winery Tim, they're like, I'm like, Will Packer's on the phone. And I literally, like I told you, Meg, my brother's last words to me before he passed away was, you're going to be one of the biggest actresses in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So I said, I don't care. What will my brother want? I said, Will, today's the the eighth. I land back in the States on the 14th. Give me till the 22nd and I am back on that set and I will give you guys my all. And it does not matter. I will make it work. He said, perfect. We will wait for you. And my agent couldn't believe it. They were like, what? And I was like, I don't know. And I didn't care. You know, I was ready to lose it all. I didn't care. So I get back on the 14th and I am a mess. I, I am an absolute mess. My best friend just passed away. My brother, the love of my life. Um, and I don't even know how to even like talk. Like I feel like confused. And like I said, everything changes when it's a sudden death, when it's a freak accident. Right. But I'm going to be really honest with you from the moment my brother passed away from that day, I felt like my brother was an angel that God had to call home. I never was angry. I knew that he didn't die. He just returned home because the stray bullet coming in from the passenger and, and I mean, I'm from the driver's seat and barely missing the driver and hitting my brother. My brother wasn't in pain. He just looked, he was looking down on his phone when it happened and passed away. So I knew God had called my brother home. And in some crazy way, very early on, I knew that I was going to be okay. And I couldn't see light, but I knew that I would be. So fast forward, I land back in the States, February 14th, fast forward to February 22nd. I'm on set working 12 hour days on this big Hollywood set for this TV show. My dreams, right. Quote unquote are becoming a reality, but I'm a mess. And when I tell you, Meg, that took me, I was, my schedule was, I would wake up and I would just pray for God to give me strength to not have a panic attack throughout the day. Uh, in between takes, I would have to be breathing to make sure I didn't have a panic attack. I would film my scenes and I had to be this confident badass. If you look at my character on ambitions, I'm this confident killer and I'm badass. And to be honest with you, I didn't even want to be seen. I didn't want to be in front of the camera. I feel like you could just see my eyes. And I told my team, I was like, if this show sucks, guys, I feel numb. I can't feel anything. But I would literally just pray in my trailer and I would go, God, give me the strength to get through today. I would pray to my brother. I would say, hey, Fab, please give me, bring all your angels. I know you got some great actors up there. Can they come on set with me and like, give me that strength, come on set. And I would honestly envision these angels around me, my brother to my right, you know, um, like, uh, the archangels, I would literally be walking, getting ready to prep my lines. And I would just envision these angels all around me. And I would walk in that set and I would let that energy fuel me. And I would get done filming a 12 hour day and I would go in my car and I would scream and yell hysterically. And I just filmed like that for months until I was, I was able to do that. So my healing started, um, my career was taking off. So it was a time when I was really dealing with my highest low, my career, everything was taking off. Uh, I, me and my sister are so in the public eye and people knew my brother so much that they were looking at us to share with, for us to share with them, you know, our grieving process. Um, so it was really tough. It was really tough, but I instinctually for some reason knew that I needed therapy right away. Like I was kind of the, I, I, after that happened, I got my mom and dad and my sister and I said, we got to find a therapist, but it can't be an average therapist. We need help. Like this is hard. And I looked and looked for therapists. We had gotten one and it didn't work out because 
you know, she didn't really understand my lifestyle and and she kind of wanted to get, she was a good therapist, but it just didn't work out. Mm -hmm. And I kid you not, Meg, I was like praying. I was like, God, I I remember just laying in bed one day and just being like, God, I can't do this alone. Please send me someone. And at this point I had been asking everyone, do you have a therapist? Do you have a therapist? Everybody's therapist would either be booked, couldn't do it or something absurd. Like I was like, do you not want me to get therapy? (laughs) You know? And literally I asked a new manager that I had in Columbia that, uh, that was doing my acting stuff out there. I asked her and she goes, I have the perfect one. This woman will get you out of anything. I called her and I was like, I found the person that gets me. And my brother, I have a cardinal tattooed on me because every time his thing, we always saw a cardinal. And when and something, every time we see a cardinal, we'd be like, oh my God, something good is coming. So anytime I see a cardinal, I know it's my brother. So I'm talking to her on the phone and a cardinal just stands right in front of me. And I knew and she started teaching me about energetic healing. And we did these, ex- I mean, I was in two, I was in therapy twice a week for three hours each session. Um, putting in the work, like putting in the work. Cause I was like, did I she, can't, did she call herself a therapist or was she like a healer? She's, she called, no, she's like a life coach healer. And yeah. she's like therapy. She just, well, she's the one who introduced me to what energetic healing was. And we would go into these deep energetic healing meditations with me, my mom, my sister, um, my dad, he's a man. It was a little, he wasn't really on board. It, it was, it was very tough. So it's just, it was, um, it was a really crazy time in my life, uh, which taught me I could act through anything. I can be an actress through anything. Cause the show actually ended up doing so great. It opened up so many doors for me. Um, but man, it was a really humbling thing. I think grief is the most humbling thing. I was, a, I'm always, I've always been very like a go-getter. I have plans and huh, grief will have you on your ass just sitting there thinking like, okay, I got to sit in this. I'm not, I'm a fixer. I like to fix. I like to move. And I'm like, great. We can always get through things. And grieving just took all the control out of my life and I had to just be humbled, like really, really humbled and understand pain to a degree I had never even knew existed. Exactly. Just surrender to the process and not really knowing how long that process is going to be. No idea. And that's the thing, you know, this was was 2019. So I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're still going through, you're still going through it. And, And that's something that I think people think, right? We think grief is going to be this like linear thing, right? Like, okay, we're here and we're going to go up. No, it's absolutely not. And you, you go through so many emotions and you, there were times where I literally was like, all right, Maria, get out of bed. Okay. I'm up. Okay. Now go shower. Okay. I can go shower. Okay. Now get ready for this meeting. And then having to entertain or having to do that. It's just, you know, and like I said, being so public, my sister, my brother, my, me, and, and, you know, my brother, once he passed away, he sold out, he broke records in Columbia, he sold out the biggest stadium in Medellin, Colombia, um, with thousands of fans filled for him. It's just a lot of energy, right. Of people that loved him. But with that also comes a scrutiny of the media and people criticizing anything me and my sister did. If I smiled in a story, oh my God, you didn't care about your brother. He died and you don't care. What? If I cry, oh, you just want attention. Like it was like me having to learn and deal with scrutiny and people's opinions. And it was just, it really, um, I, I feel like it made me just so empathetic and so patient and so understanding of others and understanding what the true meaning of life is, which is love. Well, it's crazy. You're sitting here saying that because I loved it when, when you, I guess you're in your bedroom now. 
Yeah. Well, so for those of you listening to this, you can't see what I see because Maria is on video with me right now, but you walk into your bedroom and your bedroom is like white or light gray. And I love when I'm interviewing people when they have like a solid white or gray background, because I can totally see your aura. Really? It's bouncing all around you and you're a healer. (laughs) That's so crazy you say that because I literally, you're a healer. Told this. I've been literally told this. And yes, two days ago, three days ago, I told my friend, I said, yo, I really feel like I'm a healer. Like, I think that's part of like my journey and, and what I'm meant to do. And I, and like the more and more I, I tap in, I definitely have, um, I think grieving has opened up like my awareness of my angels of, of where I am, of being so connected, of being able to, like my brother sends me signs all the time. Like, and I think, tell me, give me, give me some examples. Oh my God. Like my friends off. cry. Like my friends cry. Like literally my friends can't, Leah has witnessed it. My friends that have lived with me, they're like, their jaws drop because my brother is very loud. My brother is, he was a powerful being in this lifetime and he's powerful <laughs> on that side. And he's like, I'm here. Hello, girl. He's literally even came to me in dreams and been like, Hey, um, that business idea that you have, I think you should change this color to this. Cause my brother was so involved in our careers and everything like that, like crazy. Um, you know, like I told you the Cardinal bird is, um, the way I always know, you know, sometimes he'll, he'll pop up and he's around and I've had the craziest things happen to me. Like, I, I just, I'm trying to think of one cause there's just so many that our family goes through. For example, um, about, uh, 2020, I got my sister made a ring with my brother's ashes on it and a cardinal and diamonds. She had this really bad experience with this person who faked to be a medium, but it was really somebody who just wanted clout. It was just an awful experience. And it, it happens. It happens. It, it's really sad that people can operate in darkness, but God bless yeah. them. Um, yeah. so she, uh, they had told her like, oh, you can't, you shouldn't wear a ring with his ashes, you know? So Daniela was like, okay, I'm just mighty. I love this ring, but I'm just going to get the band changed. And I was like, okay, cool. Right. She never made time to do it. And about three months ago, right. The ring was just there. I saw it. And I was like, I'm going to put this ring on. It has my brother's ashes. It has her cardinal and diamonds. I'm going to put this ring on. And I looked at it and I go, fab, fab is what I call my brother. I would go fab, let me know if it's okay with you if I wear this ring. If something in this is not okay or I'm not letting you go to your next level, like, let me know. I love you and, like, thank you. I always say thank you. I always say I love you. And I always say, go on, go on. I know, like, just trust, you know? I, I'm, I'm, I'll be okay. Um, so I go in my room. I go about my day. My sister's boyfriend calls me out of nowhere. Mari, come outside. I'm like, what? Look at this. I cannot make this up. There is, and I'll show you a picture. I mean, I'll even, I'll send it to you. Uh, there is a, on the, out of nowhere, a heart made into the sky. Like, like, you know how when planes go yes. and, and there's not a single plane there. I had cleaners over. I said, did you guys hear a plane? They said nothing. And right away I looked and the sun is shining and I knew right away. It was literally, I got a, a heart from heaven. And I was like, thank you. I love you. I know you're okay with me wearing this. I'm not going to listen to anybody who wants. And it's like things like that. My brother likes to come to me in real time. Like some people, like for my sister, he comes to them when she's sleeping. For me, he comes to me when I am wide awake and he's like, I am here. Like I've had pictures of him fall out of books of mine when I'm going into really big moments. Um, seven, 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 since he passed away on February 7th, but we always see the number seven. Like just so many strong things that happened to my friend. He's totally going to weird you out. But the side of your bed that's by the wall, I think he's over there right now. Oh my gosh. Right, right, literally right there. I keep seeing like energy 
flashing <laughs> over there. And it's, I mean, I can see your aura. It's like light, light blue, light purple, periwinkle. It's just like all around you. But over there beside the wall, there's like this flicker that keeps happening. And I'm like, and I keep getting chills. I'm like, that's our freaking brother. Crazy. I probably, <laughs> uh, we love you. Yeah. His energy. Oh, so great. He's just, He's just a light, a being of light. And I, you know, I think my sister and I like, and for anybody who's listening to this, who has lost a loved one, like truly, like I live every single day, you know, I miss him. I would change anything to have him back, but I feel like he's never left me. Like, I actually feel like he's with me now more than ever. And when you first are going through it, you're like, okay, yeah, sure. Whatever. Like when you when someone first passes away, you're like, no, I want them here now physical, but you understand that they're such powerful beings on the other side and they truly never ever leave you. My sister just had a, a, a thing with my brother yesterday where he was literally in our living room while we were all right there. Like yeah. so many, so many experiences and so many things that I look at and I laugh and I'm like, I can feel my brother here. And even in dating, dating guys, guys will be like, <laughs> I feel like someone's like, you know, like here. Well, um, so yes. what people really don't think about is, and this is just a good way, a good way to explain it. We're energy before we even come into the body of a baby. We start as energy. Holy crap. I just saw that light again on the left of you or you're right. It was crazy. Really? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right there is flipped for you, but right there, it would just, Oh my gosh, that was nuts. Um, oh but people don't, they don't think of it that way. We enter the body as energy and we leave the body as energy and energy transcends time space. It lives on it's, it's everywhere. It's, you can tap into it. It's just, and, and like listening to you talk about this and, and taking, putting religion over to the side from a spiritual perspective. Oh my gosh. Like my heart hurts for the people that don't have that spiritual component of their, of their belief system, because I haven't experienced what you've experienced. I've experienced my own pain and my own suffering, but I can't imagine going through life, not believing what I believe, mm -hmm. not knowing what I know, you know, yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, uh, have you heard of the book embraced by the light? Yes. Okay. So in that book, you know, that's funny. So I bought that book in August, um, when he passed away in February, I bought it around. No, no, I'm sorry. I bought it. I bought it right away. Cause I had heard about it yeah. and I couldn't pick it up. I could not pick it up. I was like, uh, sometimes, you know, we kind of like don't want to deal with sometimes our emotions and I couldn't pick it up. One day I'm in the shower and I hear something and it just goes, open the book. And I was like, fab, what do you want? I don't, I had just been crying. I had just been crying and crying and crying. I was like, well, my brother here, I want my brother here. I opened the book and the first page of the book says it all started on November 18th. That's my brother's birthday. November 18th. That's the first phrase of the book. And right away, says so like another example. And right away I go, all right, you need me to read this book. Okay. Got it. Got it. And I read that book and it changed my, my view. Um, I understand that souls pick each other and I have, I know that we have traveled many lives together and my view yes. for, and for anybody who's lost somebody, you know, if you believe in this, if you don't, I know that in other lifetimes, we're going to see each other again because our souls and I, and I have really, I'm going to be really honest with you. And this was something that I think I'm going to be really honest with you. Um, I would do anything to have my brother back. I would trade it all. I would, you don't even, I could do anything because that is my love for life. But I'm understanding that in this lifetime, in this lifetime, I, Maria Lagarda, had to lose my brother in order for my soul to transcendent to the next level spiritually, emotionally. Do I wish? No, I'm like, shit, take me back to darkness and let me sit there like and have my brother here. I would trade it all. But 
I have understood that in this lifetime, I had to experience that. Therefore I could sit there and I'm like, I always said, I'm not going to be a victim to grief. I'm just not like, yes, I could sit there and say, my brother tragically died. Everything was perfect. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit here. I'm going to turn it around. God, like he left, but I got to tell him I loved him up until the last second I spoke to him. My last words were to him where I love you so much. So I have so much peace to every second we spent together. I gave him love. And in this lifetime, my, I know that my brother knew I was going to be okay because right after I have left, he has placed angels around me as human beings. Anybody who has came or left my life has been for my best. So it's like anybody who's lost somebody, just know like they might physically leave, but they only leave because they know that your soul in this lifetime needs to elevate and it will be okay because he's going to present. Look, there might be some shitty people that are going to come into your life. I'm not going to lie to you. I had to end a six-year relationship after my brother passed away, you know, a six-year relationship with somebody that I loved that I thought I was going to get married. You know, I got cheated on and then I lost my brother. Then I get cheated on then, you know, through the darkness. But I was like, I know you're just shedding away any light that's not meant for me. You're going to shed it away. And our souls know, you know, so for me and for anybody who's losing somebody, just know that like, even if they physically leave, they are truly leaving because they know you are going to be more than okay. Even if at first you're not, you're not, and it's okay. It's okay. I don't judge anybody. I, I decided after my brother passed, I stopped drinking. I've never done drugs. I've never done drugs. So, but I didn't, I've never done drugs. I was like, I told myself, I'm in so much darkness that if I even touch alcohol, that's lower frequency, or if I even get into drugs at this point in my life, I will not make it. I will die. I will literally die because I will be trying to escape. And I knew that if I didn't get therapy or get help, I, it's like, I think in my past life, I must've gone through a lot to know that I had to heal. Yeah. I said, if I don't get help, I'm going to get cancer. I swear. I was like, I'm going to get cancer. I'm going to get, that's what what happens. I mean, that's what happens. Emotional illness, like emotions that we do not heal. They manifest in Uh us and they come out. Body cannot survive like that. Mm-hmm. And, and like for literally anybody who's listening to this, who's thinking about getting therapy, who's thinking, do it, get the help. Like it, yes, it's hard. Do you think I wanted to be in therapy three, two times, sometimes three times a week for three hours? No. A lot of times you like crying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, I knew that like anything in life, I looked at it kind of like I do with my career. I put in the work, I see results. So I said, how can I do that in the gym? How can I do that in my career? Yeah. And not in my mental health. Yeah. Like, what am I doing? I, and I knew that if I did that, I would one day become a better mother one day, mm-hmm. a better sister, a better friend, a better daughter. Because I was like, if I don't, I'm going to cut off a really big part of my light. Yeah. So it's about choosing light. You know, we yeah. can always, we can step, we can stay in the darkness. It's easy. And I don't blame anybody. I, I wanted to, sometimes we want to just swim in the darkness. Yeah. But girl, pick you and pick light. Because if yeah. it's, if you don't see the light, I promise you will one day. I promise cool. you. I promise, I promise you. Well, one thing that I wanted to say too is, you know, the, the religious aspect, you know, you'll always hear people say, Oh God, God would never give you more than you can handle. So that's, that's the religious point of view. The spiritual point of view is you are God incarnated. I mean, we are all a spark of the divine. God lives in us. We are light beings. We come from the light. We're going to return to the light mm-hmm. and our souls do not give us more than we can handle our mm-hmm. souls. And, you know, and people, you know, and, and so I've created a manifesting course, which I'm totally revamping because I'm in a different place now, now that yeah. I understand past lives and karmic agreements, I know that not everything we experience in our lifetime, we've manifested. Some of it mm-hmm. is part of our soul journey and our plan for our life. 
that and we what, have to experience. Then we get there like you, you, you horribly lost your brother. Cannot imagine. Okay. So here we go. You can go right or you can go left. You can manifest your way out of this and seek the light, or you can create more problems for yourself. That's all free will. That's the journey of the soul. 100%. And Meg, that literally, yes, like 100%. And that's why for me, when I'm saying this, it's like after I lost my brother, right? A year later, I'm okay. I'm like a little stronger. A year and a month later, I find out my ex of six years is cheating on me. Devastated. But I will tell you this. I took a second. I found out he had been, he had been cheating on me. And I just didn't know. I was so lost in darkness. I couldn't. I could barely, you know, so it's like this betrayal, but I will tell you this. I took a moment with myself and I said, Maria, February 7th of 2019, you didn't really have an option. You had to walk in the darkness and, and find light in there. Now, February, now March, because I found out in March, March of 2020. Yes, this hurts, but you have a choice. I have paid so much therapy. I have worked so hard on myself for all the light, the, little, the more light that I found now, now I have a choice. Do I stay with him and and, and stay in, and go backwards and become an insecure Maria, become a, you know, angry in that? Or do I decide to cry it out and walk in my light? And it is about picking light and picking you. You know what I'm saying? And, right. and, and that's, that's what really changed me. February, March, 2020. It was like, I, I told myself it was the greatest act of self-love for me. Mm-hmm. It was, I'm going to pick light because there's times in life when you might not be able to pick light and that's okay. I couldn't pick light right away after I lost my brother. And the first year was, there was so much darkness, right? And I was trying to swim to the light, but there was so much darkness, but then I got a little bit stronger a year later, a tiny bit. Right. And I was like, Nah, I'm going to pick me and I'm, I'm going to, because I deserve it, you know, and it's having that self love to say, yeah, no, nah, I deserve it. I deserve to pick me and walk in light. Otherwise I'm walking towards darkness and I know it, you know, and the more you choose that path of walking in light and choosing yourself and listening to your soul and what you need and, you know, doing everything to stay high frequency, joy, love, compassion, understanding, forgiveness, right? Big one all of those things, then your frequency does start going up. And those people of lower frequencies start to fall away. Yes. So it's interesting to me that the timeline of all of this, so you, you know, you lose your brother and then you start doing all this healing and you're choosing the light and you are shedding so many parts of you that, you know, that, that need to be, that are up to be healed and your frequency is going up, 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 up. And then all of a sudden this guy that you've been dating, all this is coming to fruition and you're like, holy crap. And then it's like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, this is not the old me may have chosen this. I'm not choosing this anymore. And everything changes after I tell everybody now, I'm like, thank you. God, that I found out he cheated. And, and the way I found out, I think my brother was involved. Of course. Of course. Like laughing. And you know, what's funny as I was sitting there crying, when I found out he was cheating, I heard a voice. Look at me. I heard a voice and it goes, look at you. You look so stupid crying for a dude. Get your ass up. You're going to be fine. And I looked in the mirror because there was a mirror as I was crying and he was right next to me. And I saw myself and I I knew it was my brother. And I was like, I do look so Maria. Come on, like, get up. Let's go. Look at your ass. That video with your mom. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's hysterical. That is so funny. I cannot wait to see more, more of your mom's advice. I know I have this crazy Latina mother. Our family's always been very, um, outspoken and you know, I should be Latina because I'm the same way. I I so appreciate that that kind of humor. I love it. (laughs) Yes, 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 for sure. 
Well, this was so beautiful. And I know it's really going to help so many people that are listening, but I do want to touch on the Lagarda Foundation. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh my God. So the Lagarda Foundation, um, we actually were able to open it up, uh, February, like February, a year after he passed. Exactly. So it was super special. So, um, my brother, um, always believed that kids are, you know, the, the center of it all. Right. So everything starts as, as we're children, we're inspiring the next generation. That's a really big part of anything we always do. And our whole motto with this is we lost one lives. We lost one life, my brother, but we can, if we can save thousands, if not millions, then we're doing our journey. Right. So for example, those people that were robbing that Brinks truck, you know, maybe had they not grown up in such a rough neighborhood, but not only in a rough neighborhood, but had they been introduced to, you know, sports or things that they loved, they wouldn't have thought, you know, they would have seen life outside of that, right? So my sister and I decided to start the Lagarda Foundation in Bogota, Colombia, in one of the most vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerable areas uh, where you're just seeing like gangs and violence. And we decided to create an art school where we have hired teachers um, of acting and singing and painting. And we also give therapy to the children and their parents, because you know, that life and home balance is very big um, to really inspire the youth to, you know, create, you know, just like they're seeing us living our dreams. Like they too can create, they too can create their dreams. And everything my brother represented was like dream big, dream big. So it's like us being able to go to this really vulnerable area and, you know, saying, Hey, you know, you can dream big. You can definitely um, do this. And just being there for those kids and really showing them, you know, this is just like we're doing it. You can too. Let's just show you. Let me just show you. And yeah, that's the Lagarda Foundation. Well, and who knows what your healing, you know, modalities and life may look like, look like as you grow older, oh, excuse me, I'm getting tongue tied. As you grow older, but that's how your healing is manifesting now mm-hmm. is, is with these children. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Like literally like the love and your vision and the goodness that's being poured into the Lagarda foundation, what you're doing for these children. Like that is how you're stepping into this healing and this mission of love. No, 100%. And I, I tell everybody of every single opportunity I've had in my lifetime, I've been blessed to travel, to experience, you know, so many, so much success and so many different things. I tell everybody there will never, there's not amount of money, no amount of trip I've ever gone on that will ever fulfill the day we open up the Lagarda Foundation. I cried. My mom and dad were there. My sister, um, seeing these kids there performing, connecting with them. I think that's the closest I've ever been to heaven. To be honest, I have never felt a more pureness, like nothing mattered. Like it made my grind and my desire to want to succeed in all of that so much bigger. Cause I'm like, I want to do more, you know, and I, I plan and I'm like claiming it now. I'm like, I want, I want to create a building and make it more of like a tourist site and like bring more, um, to that and just help as many people as possible. <laughs> oh my gosh. So beautiful. Well, I'm an, I'm an artist. I don't really do a whole lot with it. This, this day and age I majored in art in college, but, um, I love that. And art is so, it's so, I mean, all of that is healing, but art for me, drawing and painting was one of the ways that I escaped growing up. And and I, and a lot of people that I coach or people that even come on my podcast, a lot of artists that went through traumas growing up, say the same thing. That was the way they escaped. And that was how they, you know, just found a safe place basically just to get lost in their artwork and and musicians do the same thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's just, I think, I think art has so much power. It, It, you know, it inspires it 
creates emotions in us. So to be able to open that up to those kids and, you know, just showing them love and, and Hey, you know, you can do it. Why not? Come on, let's go. Exactly. It's that's, that's the best part of it all. Well, you are awesome. I'm so excited that we have connected and um, this is going to be such a great episode. We will have to do this again soon. Thank you so yes. much for coming on. Meg, I'm super happy and grateful. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a pleasure and you're a gem and I'm just grateful to be on your show. I look forward to hearing more episodes. Okay, really quick. Tell, tell the followers or the listeners where they can follow you. Yes, you guys can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter as Miss Lagarda. That's M I S S L E G A R D A. That's me and all my platforms. And Perfect. onto my craziness of life mixed with motivation, mixed with dancing. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. Um, <laughs> Lots of joy. Awesome. Thank you, Thank Maria. You, Thank you, Meg. Have a good one. You too. If you thought today rocked, subscribe to the Meg Rock Show podcast, leave a review, and let me know what your takeaway was. All of my social is linked in the show notes. Screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at TheMegRock. For more info on me and to take my quiz to find out what energy blocks you have in your life and in your home, and maybe even coaching, go to ManifestingMarge.com. Repeat after me. I am a powerful, loving, radiant, abundant, badass warrior goddess. I am here to rock out this lifetime. It doesn't serve me or the world to play small. I am worthy of all that I desire. See you in the next episode. The Meg Rock Show podcast and all content created by Manifesting Marge LLC is created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have for a medical condition or concern. Meg Schwarzrock is not a doctor or a therapist.